0: You're listening to the Evolving Truths podcast featuring mother-daughter hosts Shannon Day and Alexis Ray, where honest and vulnerable conversations about personal growth create a connection between all of us. You're invited to experience the transformation that occurs when we allow the truth of who we are to evolve.
1: Hello, you beautiful heart and soul. This is the Evolving Truths Podcast. My name is Alexis Ray, and with me, as always, is my mama, Shannon Day. Hi, Mom. Hi, Alexis. How are you doing? Oh, I haven't sang in a while, girl. You haven't. I am doing well. How about you? I am doing well, also. I'm tired. I am so tired, Mom. Yeah, you've been doing a lot. And I was just thinking that it's not going to slow down anytime soon. But I think if I can make it to the end of September. And the reason I say that is because the end of September is the end of the third quarter. And I have a third quarter sales goal with this new job that I just started. And hitting that sales goal is very important. And we know that we're about to have like a 90-day sprint. Whew.
0: Getting yourself in the mindset to be ready to handle that.
1: Yeah. And also knowing that I have worked intentionally to position the other workflows of my life to be able to keep running while I have to shift more attention to this new piece. So, finishing the processes within those companies so that I can start to shift on this new company. I'm really close, like I'm so close to being in the sweet spot, but there's still probably a week or two before I'm totally in that sweet spot, which is going to be just in time for everything to like, get going. This is a very long story about how I am. Well, I think it leads beautifully
0: into our topic for today of figuring out how it is that we make adjustments in our life and take care of ourselves in those times when we do get busier. Maybe we see that that's coming. I think for a lot of people, holiday season does that, right? And we'll see tips about how how to get through stressful holidays. But thinking about it other times in people's lives, like for parents who have kids whose maybe sports season kicks into something or starting a new job, you know, that's going to require more effort I look at my schedule and based on what I'm doing for work and what does that flow look like and then when I throw in pet sitting or house sitting or traveling, how how do we adjust for that and what do we do to make sure that we do keep momentum in doing those things and that we also continue to care for ourselves while in that space.
1: As you were saying that, I'm like, oh, this is how it applies to my life right now.
0: (laughs) Let's talk about how we keep momentum, how we adjust, how we keep taking care of ourselves when
1: shit gets crazy. Amen. Where do you want to start? Because I have so many things to say about this topic. Get us going. If we could put a label on being resilient, pushing through things that are hard, continuing to create momentum in your life even when things are not going how you want them to go. What else would you put in this definition? I don't think I'd add anything. Okay, so we got those four things. I think for me right now, that concept rolls up to grit, G-R-I-T, as like kind of a quick way to label it for ease of this conversation. Would you call this grit or would you call it something else? So when we think about grit
0: or pushing through, recognizing that the grit to do things and do what needs to be done balanced with that is rest. Yeah. Part of it is, I know that I need to meditate daily. I'm using that as an example. If I know for myself that daily meditation whether it's 2 minutes or it's an hour is necessary for me if it's getting outside that's where it was coming from in terms of not letting whatever it is that we're going to be faced with and when things are going to get crazy busy and in your case we add to it that you have additional health considerations that you have to think about it's how do we prepare ourselves for that when possible and if it hits us and we maybe didn't have time to prepare How then do we handle it? Totally. I don't know if any of that just made
1: sense. You made complete sense. I think what you just added is an important piece to this definition, essentially. Like what I'm trying to roll up into one word is what we're talking about, right? How we know we do all those things. So it's rest. We prepare and plan. We break down that plan into bite-sized pieces. We... Pace ourselves and maybe instead of grit, it's keep going. How do you keep going in life? Forward. My word
0: for this year is forward. And there'll be times when I have things that I know I need to do, and I'll be playing Match 3D on my phone. Never. And I ask myself, Shannon, is playing another game going to move you forward? Sometimes I go, yeah, it is because this is what I need to do right now. Now, when it turns into two hours, then it did not move me forward. But if I set a limit, I'm going to do one more and then I'm going to go do this. For myself, that's something that I have found helpful, especially when faced with a task I really don't want to do or a bunch of things and I'm feeling overwhelmed. Grounding myself back to that space of, will this move me forward? Knowing here's things that I need to do or want to do when I'm asking, will this move me forward in whatever area it is of my life that I need to be focused on at that point in time? That's a place that I kind of center and ground myself with and then make a decision from there.
1: Love that. And it brings me to a Buddhist principle that I have clung on to since beginning to work with one of my mentors back in, February of 2020. We must begin and we must continue. To me, that echoes your moving forward. And so we begin these things and then we have to continue them in a healthy, balanced way that allows us to sustain that continuation. How do we keep going? We just came up with a good list of four or five principles. I want to add personal responsibility. Oh, 100%. So we've come up with rest, pacing ourselves, creating a plan, adapting that plan based on what our bodies tell us. The last one is just like the directional surrender is what I've called it in the past, essentially where you choose what you want and you commit to consistently doing something to get you towards that but you're not overly concerned with how you're going to get there. It's the internal belief that with your continued effort and consistent action, you know it's going to pay off. Rest, pacing ourselves, and creating a plan, I think all go
0: together really nicely. So let's spend time today talking about those. And the next time we get to see each other's faces, let's chat about the other three. Love it. So let's start first with creating a plan. How do you go about doing that?
1: It has taken me a long time to figure out how to juggle so many things all at once. I want to say that first because I was not always good at this. I'm sure that I have development to do as my career and my life and my health and everything progresses. That being said... A few things that I have done is to compartmentalize the work areas of my life into different work streams. I have recognized that my health is the first priority in my life, but it's a second thing that I've had to compartmentalize. And then I would say my relationship or like the third thing. So kind of Taking care of myself first and then everyone else in my life that I want to show up for. Realizing that those were the three buckets of my life currently has allowed me to then dive into each bucket and get them in order individually. This has been a very long process. Like I haven't just gotten here overnight because at different moments in time, each one of those buckets can be scrambled by literally anything. And then it's my responsibility to adapt to what's changed reevaluate readjust reroute how i'm going to keep getting to the forward momentum action movement that i want
0: compartmentalized you looked at it as those three things so A first step could just be prioritizing what's important to us. I think for everyone, whether they deal with health issues or not, our health should be a priority. I'm certainly not setting priorities for others, but if we don't have our health- You literally have nothing. Without your health, you have nothing. Right. So health, most of us have to work to pay our bills or be able to do fun things, career, what that looks like, and then relationships. And I think relationships, you could even divide. So partner, and if you have kids, like family, and then your friendships, how do you keep those while at the same time having the relationships in your family? So figuring out what those are, and then what's important in each of those areas, and creating a plan around how to spend time on the things in those areas that's important to you.
1: So circling back up to the buckets, like that first level, I think it's a zoom out. You don't dive into the buckets right away. You have to find those buckets. But I would not recommend having more than five buckets. Because again, the point is to be able to zoom out, give yourself a big picture perspective And then be able to get your house in order from there.
0: Your house in order with your
1: buckets. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We have so (laughs) many analogies. We should just stick with one. You're going to be able to get your buckets in order
0: (laughs) from there. Yeah. When we talk about creating a plan, a first approach, we've really prioritized, here's the things that are important. When we're faced with making a decision, it's being able to use that gauge of, Where does this fit in my priorities and being okay to say no, or if it is something that you do want to do or know you need to do, then figuring out, yes, I can do that. However, based on my schedule, this is where I would need to put it. And thinking about our life in this way and using these things helps us actually be a better person, partner, parent, friend, employee, or employer because we're sticking with what is in our buckets and what's important to us. Another important piece to me with creating a plan, time blocking. I can look at my calendar, I color code things. So when I see that in my calendar, I'm like, okay, that's what I'm spending time doing. I have that time blocked. I set aside, my phone. I take the time to just focus and be in that space. If I need to shift how much time that block is or where something goes, those shifts can be made. But time blocking for me has become really valuable.
1: Totally. So we're shifting from like the planning to the, how we create ourselves. You are naturally progressing and that's really what happens when you're doing this. In real life, because most of the time and you and I have had this conversation more than once. Sometimes I look at you and I'm just like, I don't know how I'm going right now. But all I'm doing is moving like one inch at a time or I'm moving from one calendar event to another, which when I say it that way, it doesn't sound that good. But the reason I say it like that is because each day I wake up, I really don't know what my day is going to be based on my migraine symptoms. So I do live basically one hour or one appointment at a time for my own life. Mm-hmm. And for someone else or thinking of past versions of myself, what that would have looked like is still the task list or task list. Dang, task list list (laughs) S's and T's apparently. And one of the things that I can say about this is when you're choosing a goal or some desired outcome, what has allowed me to most successfully sustain action is to just commit to at least one thing on a minimum four days a week. And the reason I say four days a week is because that's pushing you into the majority. It naturally builds when you don't overwhelm yourself. So mm-hmm. one task, four days a week, that's going to move me towards this desired outcome.
0: Mm-hmm. That falls really nicely with pacing ourselves, especially when we know we're going to have a lot coming on and and recognizing Those four things that we're doing this week could be different than what we're doing next week or it's adding something. But especially when we're trying to add something new or make a shift in our lives with a goal or something that we're doing, a lot of times people go from zero to I'm going to do this seven days a week. So I really appreciate you saying When you're trying to do some of those things, adding them four days a week, one, it's the majority of the week. Also, depending on what day you start your week, if you go, my my week goes Monday to Sunday. And if you plan on doing it like Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and you miss Monday or Tuesday, you've still got Wednesday, Sunday, right? Like you've got some days when you set a goal to hit the four to be able to do it. So that to me leads like lends itself beautifully to that thought of pacing ourselves. I think too, being okay with, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. And I've found this a lot when it comes, well, two areas in my life. One, when it comes to training for, you know, trail running and distances that I do and coaches that I've worked with where perhaps I had an hour and a half planned for a workout and I end up for whatever reason, to only have 45 minutes. So then I'm like, well, I can't do the hour and a half, so I'm just not going to do it, right? And both coaches have always been like, so do the 45 minutes. Or if it's that you're, you know, scheduled to do some strength training that day, body weight strength training, instead of being worried about doing it all in one shot, like if you were going to do three sets of 10 body weight squats, then instead of trying to get all three done in a thing, while you and I are sitting here, I could be doing 10 squats if I wanted to, right? You get up to go to the bathroom. And after you go to the bathroom, you do your 10 squats, like spreading them out throughout the day and giving ourselves grace to do that and recognizing that me getting those 30 squats in for the day, that was the goal. That mixed with whatever else it might be, push ups, whatever, but I can break it up and that is okay. That's been a really big shift for me to be okay with it not looking exactly like I had it planned. This kind of goes into the adapt piece we'll talk about in the future too, but I think it also goes with the pacing ourselves of... Recognizing for whatever reason, I'm not going to be able today to get to all these things, but I can do a little bit in this space to continue to move me forward. What does that look like? And then being okay with it.
1: Yeah, mama, let's go. I'm just over here vigorously nodding along. And it brings me like same exact point. Totally with you is my craniosacral therapist and my stretch therapist have been helping me to start rebuilding my glute muscles because now I have a much more sedentary life than I really have ever had (laughs) before. And it's still true. If you don't use it, you lose it. And I, but I'm not able to do resistance training in the ways that I would have in the past. Mm -hmm. Same thing you're talking about with like We have this idea of what working out looks like to us. And in you and I's case, it's always, okay, we have our clothes. We have our gym bag. We're going to the gym. We're going to do these exercises. We're going to use this equipment. And then we get ready and we go do whatever after that hour at the gym or the hour and a half at the gym or the amount of time on the trail. I think you agree, right? Yes. We both have that framework. So Something that my craniosacral therapist told me is he's like, Lex, if you do one bridge a day, like that's it. Whether you're laying in bed, whether you're laying on the ground, like one bridge a day. He's like, even if it's just one, by the end of the year, you will have done 365 more bridges than you would have done. Like, it's just the concept of we we want to be building the habit, right? So you you keep saying pace yourself. I completely agree with you. And I think what we're talking about is building the habit. And then you and I know that as you build this habit and as you integrate these things into your life in the new way, then you're building momentum and momentum mm-hmm. turns into the deliverable of this conversation.
0: Right, right.
1: I mean, I am a person who flosses now. Yeah, girl. I've been washing my face. That's like yeah, at night. I have been washing my face at night. And now I would definitely say it's a habit. Love it.
0: So from that we go to with the pacing. Well, you I said pacing ourselves still. And how did you just refer to it? I think it's habit building. Habit building okay
1: but i think it's both right because we're saying that we're pacing our habit building
0: i like that i had never thought about it in that in that manner and so then mixed with that and i think that thought of one bridge a day is such a good space to do that is rest because i feel like in our society there's a lot of push go go do grit you said that word before grit determination this just like
1: push through
0: no matter what kind of thing right and so this idea of rest and how does that fit into this space as well
1: Mm. it is so key because again the only way you create momentum is to have consistent action and resting has been Rest, learning to rest has been one of the hardest challenges of my chronic health journey because I did have that mentality that you just described, like ingrained in my DNA, probably more from a personality standpoint than that was a nature, not a nurture thing. Thanks for clarifying. Yeah, I wanted to make sure that people know I was innately obsessive. (laughs) No one made me that way. I now look at rest as maintenance. I look at rest as self maintenance because you take your car in to get the oil changed every 10,000 miles. You get the tires rotated every other oil change. You fill it up with gas in order to keep that machine running throughout the week. Our bodies and our minds and our souls are no different. And so I've started looking at my rest as the maintenance of my machine and that machine is me.
0: Great analogy. Speaking of that, I need to get my oil changed in on my
1: schedule. In, in my car.
0: <laughs> not, not not in my body. Totally. <laughs> maintenance. Sometimes that thought about maintaining or maintenance can have like a negative connotation that it's or it's kind of like well I'm just I'm going to maintain or just stay in this space and that's not at all what we're talking about here and it's necessary like just recognizing that that rest and that space is necessary to allow us to continue to move forward like it can't be emphasized enough and knowing that rest also gets to look different for everyone Yes, totally. Rest to someone could be that they go outside and take their shoes off and put their feet in the grass, which if you have not done that in a hot minute, I think you should do that. I think that's beneficial for everyone. It could be going for a walk. It could be taking a nap. It could be playing match 3D on their phone. Like whatever it is for you, And just knowing that that is a piece that keeps you moving forward. So I appreciated the way that you spoke to that.
1: Thanks. The other thing that I do want to say about rest and getting your body and your system to this maintainable standard is restful rest. And when I put those two words back to back, I mean, you're not beating yourself up for taking days off. You're not Mm -hmm. regretting the fact that you are in, in, you know, putting your feet in the grass, right? You are not on vacation, checking your work emails and upset. Like if you are already putting in all the effort to commit time to yourself, because you want to be living in a maintainable standard and you want to be able to consistently do what you're doing, then just let yourself have it be present in that. Because when you're working, you're not thinking about how much you want to be resting. And if you are, then you know that you need a rest. Right. So then when you're resting, just take the freaking rest and your work is going to be there when you get there.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so true. And I think it goes back to the blocking time. Like That's blocking time. Part of it is rest and being okay with it. I feel like society as a whole is starting to come more to that space as well and i've appreciated a lot of times i'll hear people speak to rest as resistance mm. right pushing back a little bit against the societal ideas of we need to go 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 we always need to push ourselves for more we always need like more 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 like so so saying no when you need to say no giving yourself that space to rest is is key and in a way almost like I said, it, they, it pushes back. It's resistance to what's being sold to us and what's being told to us that needs to happen in order for us to be successful.
1: Sure. But or there is still a-, a balance there because you and I have had a previous conversation about when you're taking rest and grace and, oh, I'm not going to do this because of this or you know what I'm talking about? Like when you take it too far, that pendulum swings too far, then you're still not creating any momentum in your life because you've given yourself too much leeway. So we're trying to create some type of balance equation that is specific to you, Mm
0: -hmm. specific
1: to me, is unique to each one of us living Mm -hmm. on this earth, trying to balance and figure out how to be a human. So- You can't be all the way discipline and grit and you can't be all the way, I'm going to nap every day in sunshine and butterflies and my head is in the space. Like You still got to show up in life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. As you say that about discipline, because oftentimes that term can have kind of, again, negative connotations. But I one time, and I have it written right here on this little pink sticky no one else can see it, but I'm holding it up to show you. And the definition of discipline is choosing what I want most over what I want now. Mm. And I think to me, that goes well with my word forward. And I'll, I'll even take it back to my match 3d. I know y'all are probably getting tired of hearing about my match 3d. It'll run out at some point, but if, if if it's not really aligning with choosing what I want most over, yeah, no, right now I really want to play this game. Like I'm making that choice, right? So I like thinking of discipline in that manner. I keep this sticky note actually right on my monitor so that I see it when I do start to get sidetracked. Thinking about those buckets and where I'm at, what my plan is, how am I feeling them and recognizing it might be shifting what I'm doing so that I can continue to focus on, no, here's what I've said is important to me. Right now, I might want to do this, but is this really what I want the most? And then shift, making that shift for myself.
1: I love it. I agree with you so wholeheartedly.
0: Yeah. It's almost like you're my daughter.
1: Because I agree with you?
0: No, I'm just kidding.
1: I'm like- it's almost like I'm your daughter for thinking that you just hit that principle out of this ballpark. Like, that's funny. You crushed that. Thanks. This, I've loved that. this. This has been great. Yeah.
0: This was a fun conversation. We'd love to hear what others have found helpful for them when it comes to these challenges that you face in life where. You know, things are gonna be a little crazy or what does it look like for you to figure some of these things out? Again, what we've come up with so far is rest, pacing ourselves, creating a plan, adapting that plan, personal responsibility, and then directional surrender. I look forward to having that discussion. And today we really focused on the creating our plan, pacing ourselves, how it is that we move ourselves forward and then how rest ties into that. So we'd love to hear your thoughts about these things and anything that you found helpful from this discussion today and anything that you've done in your life that you found has worked well for you.
1: And when you're sharing the things that you've liked from this conversation or what's worked for you, share with us how you plan to implement them. Like, what do you want Mm -hmm. to create for yourself next? I would love to know what some of your goals are or the goals that exist across the Evolving Truths. Fam-bam. The fam-bam. Because then if we know each other's goals, like, we can support you in that. We can check in on your continuation. And I think that would be really great.
0: I agree with you on that, Lexis. And I even wrote that question for myself. What do I want to create for me?
1: Yeah, like, what are you working towards? And why I'm going to sit with that. I love that. If you have loved this episode and if mom and I are totally your cup of tea, please leave a five-star rating of the show. Please leave a review with what you've enjoyed about it. Follow us on whatever platform you are listening and share this episode with someone that you would like to have a conversation with. We will be back next week. But in the meantime, please remember, life is beautiful and you create the magic.
0: Have a good one. Connect with Shannon and Alexis and the Evolving Truths community by visiting EvolvingTruthsPodcast.com. Links are in the show notes. The artwork for this project was created by Julie B. Salazar and is entitled Celebration from the Inner Landscape Print Series. The Evolving Truths podcast is produced and edited by Shannon Day and Alexis Ray, recorded from the Corner Studio in conjunction with Alexis Ray Enterprises, LLC.